0: Welcome to another episode of the Wolf's Den podcast. We have our lovely guest today. I'll let her introduce herself and tell me exactly what it is that you do.
1: My name is Ashley Baino, i um, 23 years old. Mm-hmm. I work at a lease management company. I'm mm-hmm. an account manager and
0: that's basically it for now. <laughs> um, I mean, and the main thing is you recently, and offer.
1: Yeah, I recently received recently- um, for confessions, it's a poetry compilation of spoken word in a sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So, where is it available?
1: It's available on Amazon, um, both Kindle and paperback copies. So, whichever you prefer, awesome, you
0: amazing. We love options, Rani.
1: <laughs> <laughs> on
0: okay, so that's what we, I wanted to talk to talk to you about today. I wanted to hear your story i wanted to hear why did you decide to write a book why did you go down the path of both digital and physical and basically how was that journey so start from the
2: beginning
1: <laughs> <laughs> Um, i wouldn't say there's really a beginning in terms of the book per se as in i didn't write the book because i decided i wanted to write a book mm. i mean i always knew i wanted to write a book but my idea of writing a book was always more along the lines of a novel before poetry compilation but I also write poetry and I don't write poetry I, for other people I wrote for myself. Poetry is my form of self-expression, my form of releasing my emotions which is exactly what Confessions is. A release of my emotions basically letting it all out. Mm. And majority of these poems were already pre-written so I didn't write them for the purpose of the book. They mm. just the book so
0: <laughs> I like that
1: <laughs> so and then I just added some fillers I would say so yeah I wrote fillers and then I structured the book into three parts it's separated into confessions of the heart confessions of the mind and confessions of the soul so after separating these then I added some fillers yeah, it was basically what it is. It wasn't exactly the whole journey into me wanting to get a book out there. I actually decided to make it a book um, around last year, um, last year September or October. Mm-hmm. I was in the book you know, a healing journey <laughs> like everybody <laughs> probably in the book at least too many times in their lifetime. Right. And I was like, I wanna write a book so like why not start here? And it was kind of scary because my poetry is something I keep to myself generally. Mm-hmm. I hardly ever ever share with people. So taking it from my notes and putting it in a book that was now going to be out there for public consumption was like, Do I really want to do this? <laughs> <laughs> but my friends that have had the privilege of reading my writings, like those I do share with them, always encourage me to put it out there. Like if I wrote a book out, if you wrote a book out, I was like, okay. Why not <laughs> why not? So that's what I did. It was basically um I guess more of a huge journey for me mm-hmm. writing it out um start setting a goal and meeting it because I was starting to feel like there's so many things that I wanted to do and no, and no matter what I did, I didn't feel like it was happening. Mm-hmm. so actually putting the book out there and actually getting it out there, putting it on a platform and how like a few people buy it was. Felt accomplishing in a sense. <laughs> like sometimes I forget and then my friend wished me happy birthday the last week and she's like twenty three and the published and I was like, Oh yeah. I was like, Oh yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> honest honest to God, I I didn't think of it that way as a book. I mean I was excited that I wrote a book, but mm. at the end of the day it's self expression.
0: Right. It's, it's a passion it's, of yours, though.
1: yeah, writing is a passion of mm. I just write and write and write and write. But I hardly ever speak to people about what's going on in my head. Right. Give or take a few friends, but that's like keeping it to a minimum of two most of the time. Mm-hmm. So, and then even my writing, in a sense, doesn't mm-hmm. even meet what I tell them. So, it's my form mm-hmm. of my outlet. Mm-hmm. So, you're talking confession, it's really confessing, in a sense. <laughs> yeah.
0: Aptly named <laughs> yeah. So how long have you been writing?
1: Um, I can actually say my whole life. I've always been writing since I was a child, primary school, secondary school. Mm-hmm. Um I'm an only child. Well not an <laughs> only child, I'm my mother's only child. I grew up alone
2: uh-huh.
1: and it's how I it's how I spoke.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So basically what I'm hearing is you have a whole five more books of uh, probably. probably <laughs> <laughs> Probably, they're not gonna they're not gonna like amazon <laughs> at um, <their> <laughs> <laughs> they're not gonna, um, yeah. so personally i've always wanted to to release something on amazon um i want to hear the the process behind that was it hard easy
1: it was actually fairly simple um when it comes to releasing a book, amazon has this um i would guess like sub <laughs> website or whatever called kdp, KDP.
2: Publishing.
1: So mm-hmm. Yeah, so you basically, you upload your manuscript or your file or whatever you have it saved on.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's Amazon, you design your cover photo, and Amazon does the rest. That's it? That, that's it. You <laughs> fill it out, you put the information in there. You can either set it up for pre order, you can just put it live right away. You're still mm-hmm. allowed to make changes in the background. You set up your payment where you want to receive payments from. Mm-hmm. Um, available Select, which is um, Kindle Unlimited, or you can just it or you want to buy?
0: But what about the logistics behind the physical book? Because you said it's available both. Yeah. So as well. So when you order Amazon,
1: prints and send you.
0: Amazon printed themselves. Yeah. Whoa! So they buy and printed and send it to them. Mm-hmm. And you said they said they send you your copy as well or just to them.
1: Well. I have the option of ordering author copies. Mm-hmm. So I probably I can order the author copy at like a much, much lower price than what is being sold on for the retail price. Mm-hmm. So I can order in bulk.
0: Mm-hmm. So okay. I can
1: resell it down here. Interesting. But if you want to order your own copy on Amazon, you can do
0: and they take care of the logistics for you what about marketing you, you have to market yourself i have
1: to market myself i could sign up for marketing which is probably an additional fee but they did have i think it was whenever you selected they offered you like 30 days i think for free free marketing oh yeah i could probably double check that but it was something to that extent mm-hmm. of free marketing did you try it i did how did it go not sure <laughs> <laughs> um to be fair, um, when I released the book, it kind of like, like just, just releasing it was like, enough for me. Right. Like, I didn't do a lot of follow up because there's something I'm trying to get done right now, which is to go to school. Right. So like, this has been at, schools at the forefront of my mind. So getting the book out there was like enough, <laughs> like everything else when it comes to like marketing, and <laughs> putting it out there and checking it, checking up on it. hmm
0: so I mean, my milestone hit that. just really think with the milestone hits i'm good to yeah, go yeah, yeah. school I, now <laughs> yeah i feel like
1: once i get to school then i'll probably resume i
2: mm-hmm.
1: getting it to be more, more popular mm-hmm. or writing another one
2: mm-hmm.
0: so the popularity level it's at now it, that, that, that does really matter to you
1: right now no it mm-hmm. doesn't um when I released the book I don't think I was looking specifically for people to buy I me. Mean, I mean I would yes at the end of the day I want people to buy, but we releasing the book wasn't um
0: about the money.
1: Yeah. Initially it wasn't about the money. It was just me doing something I wanted to do and actually following through if it and not it out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's powerful. You did something that's forever on your resume like that's a an incredible thing to be an offer and you did it not for the many in fact you you had no intention of marketing, marketing at all <laughs> and and um that's a great feat yeah
1: so when i was when i was advertising it though, advertising it or like putting out there on social media it was more like oh my god i read a book <laughs> i okay i read a book but i mean yeah it was also along the like, lines i had friends who were sharing it as well Saying you know, bye 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 bye, -hmm. but it was like still
2: so unrealistic
1: to me. I I read the book and I was like, okay, yeah, it's there.
0: Okay, so before we talk about the now, I want to go back to the the beginning again. You mentioned it was during a time of your healing. Mm -hmm. Do you mind sharing a little bit more about that? Or, like, yeah, because I want to understand. I want to understand your thought process behind starting this. That's what this podcast is about. People who have an idea, but something is telling them not to. Clearly, you were the exact opposite something told you to. (laughs) And you did it. So, what what was that? And why? I tend
1: to hold myself back a lot. And... I read. I heard about this thing. Oh, I've been hearing about it a lot lately. And mm. like in the past, called imposter syndrome. Mm. So it's like you know you're doubting yourself. It's like everybody can see your potential, and you're like. <laughs> 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 so, um, growing up, I would say I was not Always in my books, like I, was an enjoyable thing. I wasn't enjoyable. That wasn't I was in my books because you know I was forced to be in my books. I mm-hmm. just I enjoyed reading. Mm-hmm. I love reading. I loved math. Um, I always made sure I was like getting an A in a because anything below me would be incredibly sad.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and you know I was always um, academically or intellectually inclined. like that was my goal. Like mm-hmm. I thrived off academic validation.
2: Mm-hmm. That was my
1: thing. I loved, that's why I went to the school. school <laughs> I, I love learning. Okay. It's something I wanted to do. I wanted to go to this university straight after secondary school but I left secondary school at 16 years old and my mom felt I was too young so she sent me to Saafa. Mm. and She didn't sit too well with I me.
2: Mean,
1: <laughs> I don't regret Saafa because I did meet the people who are now in my life at Safa and I wouldn't trade that for the world because just without them I <laughs> probably wouldn't be here today and I <laughs> Good mean that job, in the mom. most literal sense so I probably wouldn't be here today but um, it kind of set me back in terms of the life I had envisioned for myself mm-hmm. so I had to go straight from like secondary school straight to university <laughs> Started, start my dream job which was at the time accounting
0: Interesting yeah. gym job.
1: I love numbers. <laughs> I love numbers. either <laughs> that or I wanted to be a mathematician. It was either one. But I think being a mathematician kind right? of involved physics at some point. And I don't like physics. Definitely. I don't think I hated physics. I didn't like my teachers didn't make the topic enjoyable. So I was like, okay, physics is what. Well, because I did care and I also. just do feel yourself a little bit. For me. <laughs> so like I had this, I had this plan. Okay. Like, yeah, I always have a plan. Mm-hmm. I hate not having a plan. It makes me feel out of control. I don't like feeling out of control. So I had a plan. Plan went to- sh-
0: You out the window. <laughs> out the window. <laughs> so,
1: and I had to go to South City. And I was like, okay, that's that's fine. <laughs> I can still go to school Right after, um, after South City. Mm-hmm. Didn't get to go to school after <laughs> South City. It got accepted into every school I applied to. But financially, it was not possible because it's just me and my mom. Mm-hmm. Financially, it's not possible. So I started working, then I started online school a few weeks. Complete as a trash, in my opinion. <laughs> I hated it. I hated every moment of it. I did not like online learning that. Like it was not. It's not what I'm built for. I cannot. I can't. sit, I'm easily distracted. Okay. Mm. <laughs> if I'm in front of a computer screen, I will be doing that any. That I will be doing everything. Any everything <laughs> I can get my hands on, <laughs> I will be doing. My mom used to she's like, I don't understand how you're doing homework and watching TV at the same time. I did it. I didn't. Um, <laughs> I'll be working or studying and have music playing in the background. I just I can't do a singular. That, yeah. Yeah. So they I'm even looking the screen on my bed when I could be sleeping or like too having, linear for yeah. you. And plus now I was working, mm-hmm. and not only was I I was initially in the project department of working at an international bank.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I was in the project department, so I had a bit more free time. So when I started online school, it was easy to squeeze assignments and mm. reading in between. Right. Then, blessing anarchists, I got promoted, I applied, and I got the um, position in the accounting department as an accounting assistant. Your dream. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my dream. <laughs> but that required late hours, and then the pandemic hit. We were working from home. And I found myself working from like 6 to 10 every day. 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. every day. Oh! And I had zero desire to go back (laughs) and read (laughs) and complete assignments. And I felt like I was losing my mind. Right. So I stopped. And I tried again. Stopped again. And I just said, you know what? Online school is not for me. Like, kudos to the people who do it and (laughs) succeed. Because that takes some serious self-discipline and concentration that i currently lack
2: right <laughs> always
1: lacked but i decided you know what um i need to go i need to go like I, I, want, I need to go or i feel like i'm actually gonna lose it mm-hmm. and the more i see people i went to school and graduate from university their degree and i'm like i'm getting older i still have my degree <laughs> it started making me feel like like yeah yeah <laughs> like so unaccomplished and i was like people are my age are doing this and they're doing that and they're starting families are still kinda seem wet to me. Mm.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, like, I see like, you're seeing everybody getting things done and you're like what am I doing? Right. Right. You know. I should have felt okay that you know i got a job straight after school of course really you're doing big job, things Yeah, right?
0: promoted right? you're, you're doing you doing you
1: yeah <laughs> you know like my friends would re- reiterate that to me and I, like i did Festa, i did you know they're little things but they didn't feel <laughs> monumental mm. they did not feel monumental so i always just it just felt like i was just going through emotions and that was not enough for me mm-hmm. i always had a cousin my older cousin always told me you're too big for you, too big. Mm. like <laughs> it's not big enough for everything that you want to accomplish mm-hmm. and it's not a recent thing where i've had the desire to up and go apparently it's something i've always done my mom when i was younger mm-hmm. so the longer i stay here the more trapped i felt and that's how i felt trapped mm-hmm. trapped trapped <laughs> <laughs> just you know like an animal in a cage right and so, you don't
0: like not have being in control i
1: don't like no, i don't like being, not being in control it's, it's a problem and i'm an overthinker. overthink that you give me an inch just to believe there's a whole story down the line <laughs> that you did not even tell me i've just
2: <laughs> taken
1: it and i ran with it and that's where we're going right <laughs> then i left the bank because that <laughs> six to ten was not Working out for me a couple of some other reasons. Mm. I started a new job. Um, within the first three months, Three, oh, almost like the first six months I mm. got promoted, and again it felt I was in a bit of shock. I was like, I've been here six months. I'm not doubting myself. I've been put here longer than me. Like, why oh, I me mean, not them? Right, kind of thing. But I accepted it, and I'm still in that position. Almost maybe two years in August. But currently, mm-hmm. I'm looking towards it. actually going to school, like, physically, physically being there. getting out of here. Yeah.
0: So, and during that time period of the feeling trapped, I'm am assuming that's when you decided to put the book together.
1: So, <laughs> this is me. So this is me growing up. Me mentioning being an only child. Me mentioning the need to be in control mm-hmm. and feeling trapped mm-hmm. I'm also very much trapped in my head I live in my head <laughs> I have my own reality in my head um, and I did develop anxiety over the years mm-hmm. which leads me to feeling out of control like one thing doesn't go my way I spiral mm-hmm. it's so easy for me to spiral which is something I'm working on hence the <laughs> healing and the letting go like one of my major issues is that, oh, I don't think it's an issue, but I am very self-aware. <laughs> but That's being the, self-aware that, that like half the battle. <laughs> it's like you're aware of all these things, but you have no idea how to fix it, fix it how mm-hmm. to deal with it, how to manage, how to cope. Mm-hmm. So I'm aware I'm anxious, I'm aware I'm overthinking, I'm aware I'm making something out of nothing, I'm aware that it's not as black and white as it seems. I'm aware that I'm probably making this for myself mm-hmm. and it actually is. But I didn't know how to stop. Mm-hmm. So I went to therapy. I started, mm-hmm. well, I did write. I have always been writing. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried to speak more, communicate more because communication is not my strongest suit. Trust and believe, I, if I can bottle something, I will bottle <laughs> it. <laughs> I will keep it to myself and stuff it. All the way down, which is another issue I had growing up, mm. I don't speak. My mom would sit down with me, hours at a time, was like, what's wrong, what's wrong, what's wrong, And she and I'm like, shh, out of me. Can I waiting for somebody to give you an answer, like, for two hours and you're just tearing at you. <laughs> wow.
2: <Whoa. laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: But I, so, but writing was my way of getting it out. I have mm. books, you, you are right, I have a bunch of notebooks filled with poems and journaling and stuff everywhere. And I decided I don't want to feel out of control anymore. And I compiled with therapy and watching YouTube videos and reading these self-development books. Uh, I can't control everything. I can only control myself. Right. And I'm, even then, sometimes, not all the time, <laughs> um, I can only really control myself. I can't control the people around me. I can't control every outcome, I can only control how I react, how I let it affect me and how right. I go from there. Mm-hmm. Like a hard thing to do you know. <laughs> someone wants to control every little detail just so I wouldn't have to overthink. So I wouldn't have to I wouldn't have to expect anything, so I wouldn't have to be disappointed.
2: Because
1: mm-hmm. growing up i have a lot of disappointment. Mm-hmm. And I figured, you know, if you get control of everything, then I could control how disappointed I am or how bad might my me, or mm-hmm. how this goes so you know if I see it coming then you know it's not going to be that bad So good as bad it's not, as bad. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's not as
1: bad but writing was my escape which is what I did. writing was my escape generally after I wrote and I wrote and I wrote i be writing for hours sometimes I'll be so out of it I'll do be writing and that's how I cooked. it's how I dealt hmm. with things
0: Interesting. Writing, music. writing for hours, and it's just poetry or compositions. I music, actually you music?
1: started this thing, so it was poetry. Um, it was sometimes just venting, like with no structure, like no poetry, no, no structure behind it, no intention behind it, just full venting. Mm-hmm. Or I started writing it like fiction.
0: To you. Create a story based right. on real life events, but yeah. make up characters.
1: Yes. So, you know, let's see, you and I mm-hmm. are in an argument. Or well, mm-hmm. we're not actually arguing, but there is some tension between us. Mm-hmm. I'd probably write a chapter or a story, a short story or short composition based on that and like okay, yeah, give it out. Yeah, play <laughs> it out. <you know? laughs> I've never actually admitted that out <laughs> <laughs> Saying it out loud makes me feel a little bit crazy. Just a little crazy. No. <laughs> but, yeah, I swear, that's what I do.
0: That's interesting. That's, I mean, I wouldn't know, but it sounds like something that I, you see in movies when when you talk about um, conflict res- resolution. Would be to write it out, play it out, and, and, and write down the resolution that you would want, ideally. To, and I guess to understand that's... That's not how it's going to um, yeah. turn out. But at least um, you're able to picture what it is that you want and hopefully that will reduce the anxiety.
1: Okay. <laughs> okay. So yeah, that's what I do I write, which is what's going to be. And um, my writing is really personal. So like you know you read some poetry and it's kind of abstract and like you can interpret what you want from it. Nah, you're writing it right there. Try to your face. It's personal. Um it's relatable sadly <laughs> but it's emotional it's an emotional roller coaster yeah. it's it's what it was the emotions it was my emotions right there mm-hmm. so you know some people read it and they tell me that you know they can feel it i'm like yay not, not yay because <laughs> i know what these emotions were in the first place right in a sense it it's nice to know that you're not alone in what you're feeling and that mm-hmm. there are other people who feel it out there so when you know you're in your room and your head is filled with all these thoughts and you're feeling like you know you're drowning you can't get out of it
2: mm-hmm. it's
1: like it's a little reassuring to know that
2: mm-hmm.
1: other people experience it out there and I guess it takes a, a little weight off your shoulders it's like they, they can survive after going through this, maybe I can survive. So given my experience is identical and when everybody's built the same way to do or withstand certain things, but mm-hmm. just knowing you're not alone is just just a tiny bit comforting. Right. <laughs> you know,
0: so. I mean, like you said, to me, it is um, more than just powerful, maybe healing to know that your emotions come out through the page and like you just said, that people also um, experience it um how has that been like hearing the feedback as you mentioned it so we I, it's emotional so there's a lot of emotions attached mm-hmm. to you but now in general can you generalize like d- is it a positive thing is it a negative that are you happy that you did it so yeah. you <laughs> i
1: am happy that i did it again um it just makes me feel like i got one thing done in life that I wanted to do, especially since I have not been here for to go to school. Because it's always been (laughs) on the forefront of my mind, and I'm like, there are a bunch of other things that I want to do, but Mm -hmm. most of the reason I feel like I can't do them unless I can do school. Okay. But the feedback. um, I've had a friend who I consider Mm -hmm. a really good writer as well. She's also released books. Provide feedback and she's commended me on my writing. She's shared her favorites of the poems with me, and it, that that in itself was a positive feeling because mm-hmm. I consider her like an amazing writer. So for her to read my work I, uh, and like it, <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs>
0: okay. You got some, some. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: and then I have other friends who've read it and shared their favorite parts with me and let me know what they find relatable. Or what hit hard for them the most or what hit home and it came as a surprise for some because I'm like I look at them and I'm like I wouldn't expect you to relate to that part and I wouldn't expect you to just surprise that that's the part that you related to or that's the poem and then it just reinforces that you don't really know what people are going through so mm-hmm. when I show when I have this poem and I know what the story behind it is and then somebody tells me yeah Exactly Same.
0: like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but it's been an experience. It's like, I i love reading books and I can relate to some of the poems again, like to know that you're not alone and when the thoughts are going through it, that you're not crazy. <laughs> but when the thoughts are going through it, like, okay, yeah, I will think this way too, it like, will feel this way too. So it's like, now that I know I can put words out there, so I can realize that it will feel this way too.
0: Mm-hmm. But you know that's like relatable to entrepreneurship in general in terms of starting your own business you feel afraid that you know oh my god people like this product um i like it but that doesn't mean the world would like it yeah. you're scared that um you won't get sales you want people would get hurt or injured which would be the worst case at least for me worst case scenario you wouldn't want to hurt people so all of what you're saying i can apply to entrepreneurship in general um And that leads me to my next question since you're so since it's basically your soul you're writing (laughs) and it's not really the business aspect of it do you think you would write again after school (laughs) actually
1: um i wouldn't say after school wow i need to to just get to school (laughs) but yeah i do plan on writing again i plan on um, writing a sequel for confessions so, whereas Confessions was like me bearing my heart and my soul <laughs> and I guess showing all the dark sides, um, I want to write, I guess, like the lighter vision to that. So, like, since Confessions is about my healing, like me expressing all of this to get to healing, I guess I want to write like post healing. Not well, that you're ever really done <laughs> healing, but I guess the upper side mm-hmm. to it, what I have realized so far coming out mm-hmm. of certain things. Okay. Yes, I do that writing again. I do that writing again.
0: Surprising. <laughs> I thought school would be like.
1: No school is there. <laughs> <School, isn't it? laughs> I I do actually have a bunch of ideas and stuff that I want to make a reality again.
2: Mm. But I
1: still don't feel like I could go. get to school. <laughs> um. I always wanted to write. Though. I always wanted to write. I always wanted to be an author.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I wasn't sure how i would do it but i just didn't want
0: to do it i wanted to write i love that narrative that 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 is exactly what i'm trying to to bring across we focus so much on the how that you end up not doing anything because you have the desire you don't know how you're going to do it so then you just stop i'm trying to bridge a gap between that i'm trying to show people that the people who have done things they didn't know how either they yes. did it regardless yes. And that, that's a common thing amongst everybody that's been on this show so far. And it will be a common thing amongst every entrepreneur. Entrepreneur, We have a desire, we have a solution, we have something, but we just don't know how to put it out there yet. <laughs> and it's just about mastering the craft of focusing on what you do know and then the, the rest just fall in line. I mean, besides my
1: writing in school, um, I always have like multiple business. Ideas mm-hmm. at some point I wanted to be an interior designer. <laughs> 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 I grew up watching TV with my mom, and I just always wanted to be an interior designer.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I wanted to open a rage room down here for people like me who tend to cry when they get angry because they can't hit or throw something at somebody. <laughs> I want to open a rage room. Um,
2: it's good, yeah. I
1: love rituals, but they're a bit overpriced <laughs> and not comfortable in a sense. Like, I wanted to create. I want to open up this uh, cafe that's more like a lounge more comfortable mm-hmm. to sit in and drink your coffee like you know so they're just having a tea, and so you can sit at my booths to relax in there's a library corner mm-hmm. i have like a bunch of different ideas um i want to put a restaurant because i'm restaurants here so basic i'm sorry it's <laughs> the same thing everywhere <laughs> you know like just a bunch of different things but between the rage room and the cafe
0: top two top two I mean, that definitely would be needed, there. Eh? I don't think... No, we don't have anything close to our rage room, here, eh? no. But I've seen it online, I mean, yeah. and they're, they're pretty good. Yeah. So...
1: Especially if our, our violence aren't to be somebody can break something, they'll just... They'll <laughs> somebody. Hopefully.
0: Hopefully. <laughs> and, and, and that's a... A hopeful solution. <laughs> which is what... Um, I think we all should aim for, right? In yeah. society. Like, we have problems and we have a very big problem <laughs> um, and if we were to more than just come together because everybody talks about come together and let's do candlelight vigils and all these things which are great um, but effective change would be something substantial and and I think through entrepreneurship that, that can be something like you see a room that's actually a, a physical thing that can actually turn and help your emotion, which is part of the problem. Yeah, because
1: a lot of us, especially for me, um, the initial pain and hurt turns into anger the longer, it, the longer it's there. It festers. The longer it festers. Mm-hmm. So anger is never just anger. It always stems from being hurt or feeling betrayed or feeling disrespected. Anger is never, I personally, I believe anger is never the initial emotion. Mm-hmm. Anger is a result of the initial emotion you hurt me, the more I think about it, the more upset I get You disrespect me, the more I think about it, the more upset I get mm-hmm. You betray me, the more I think about it, the more upset I get right. You disappoint me, the more I think about it, the more upset I get mm-hmm. And anger stems from an initial emotion if I have something to break if I have something to smash then...
0: An outlet Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Because writing, I mean, writing is my outlet,
0: but it only does. So much. So much. It only does so much. And, and you'll be helping other people who don't have an outlet of writing. Yeah. Like, I don't write. Actually, fun fact, I used to. Um, I was very, like, you keep things, bottle things in. And I've since then learned to use my words. But before, I actually... <laughs> before. <laughs> I actually started a blog and similar to you, I didn't, it was online, but I didn't market it. I didn't, the only thing I did, I attached it to my Facebook. So when I posted, it would automatically share. And I never, I never told a soul. Like I, I never told anybody, but you would see it. I did that
1: once. I started a blog. Mm-hmm. I have idea where words. <laughs> <laughs> I did that when I was younger. I started a blog. I think I only told one person about it because she started one too. Mm-hmm. But I
2: don't
0: think I ever told anybody I started a blog. I have no idea how to find a blog to But I use like one of those free like I think it's WordPress for free. So
1: I, mean, I also used to write on so this firm called Rice's Cafe. Mm. My writing at that time was really long. <laughs> 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 um, I'm pretty sure if I don't it out, he probably writes a catcher
0: that's actually what i wanted to ask you you said you have all these books and journals that you don't let people read has your mom or do so, you know okay <laughs> uh, she read
1: confessions and she's 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 trying to process it she's gone through a bunch of emotions um i'm sorry i probably shouldn't have laughed but <laughs> My initial reaction, she stopped reading. She read the second poem. She assumed it was about her. I'm with her, confirming not lying. <laughs> I she's like, I'm not reading this. She's like, I'm not reading. I'm like, the rest of the book has nothing to do with you. And she's like, people are going to read this and think I'm a horrible mother.
2: I'm like, no, they're not.
1: <laughs> I'm like, you did the best you could in the knowledge that you had. You raised me well. I'm fine. they son. not okay <laughs> i think i said not okay but this is just my experience my emotions how i do things how i felt i'm like it has nothing more or less nothing to do with you mm-hmm. i don't think it's so personal <laughs> it's my personal <laughs> but it's not your personal but she so much read it in parts she couldn't read everything in one book and you can't read the book in one book so <laughs> but she didn't because it was a lot for her to process Right. That's in how my GPL me as and I was like, did not I'm
0: still here. I mean that's a powerful, powerful thing about writing. You or art in general, you genuinely <laughs> assume and, and relate. And I think that's what makes it more powerful. So unfortunately for her, <laughs> she writes it to herself and it was not a good <laughs> relation, right? But like you were saying before, people who, who comment you on it would have related to it, and hopefully would have healed from it. So that's the trade-off, I, I, I suppose. Think, um, for her, the problem was
1: it's just two of us—it's me and her, mm. mother and daughter—and I had all this going on, and I never let her go. So she felt like I couldn't talk to her; she wouldn't be trusted, or you know, I just didn't feel comfortable talking to her. Like, I feel comfortable anybody. It's about you. I mean, it's not about you. It's not. It's oh. not what you're thinking. Right. It just. What's the point? I always felt like. What's the point of telling people what's going on? you right? it's just not gonna fix anything. It's not gonna change anything. You're not gonna make me feel any better. <laughs> you're not gonna make me feel any better. You're not gonna solve my problems. You're not gonna magically snap your finger and make everything okay. So if. Talking to you is my equivalent of intimate, my husband just right. Right. I'm not to get, right. mm-hmm. get anything out of it. Sorry to say. <laughs> <laughs> but I did have one friend. I always say thank God for her because this book was persistent. I told you I could sit down for hours staring at you blanking your eye and not say it to you. Mm-hmm. She was persistent. She lived with me at the time when we were going to school. She would not leave me alone. <laughs> she would not leave me alone until I told her what was going on. And I couldn't escape. We lived in the same household room. I couldn't escape and she just sat there. Just sat there. Just sat, there just sat there until I spoke. Which is eventually when I started articulating my feelings because she wouldn't leave me alone until I did. So she has stubbornness and pure irritation. <laughs> <laughs> it worked <laughs> yeah, it did That's when I That's when I started speaking or communicating how I felt, which I still kinda struggle with today. It's again once I feel like I'm speaking and you're not hearing what I'm saying or I feel misunderstood or I feel like you're just not getting it. Or I feel hurt or I feel offended. I just I shut down. Shut down. I I feel like you're mad at me, I shut down. I hate confrontation. I shut down. I just I just leave it alone you're talking to me and i feel like it's escalating i just stop talking
0: just <laughs> <laughs> so what about spoken word if it, that way it, it combines communicating about no actual confrontation it's just you and the mic mm, i thought about it but i don't think do we really
1: have
0: things like that down here hmm. i know ko was doing when he's here at least yeah, they were the, the sole thing and that's the only one i knew of um as if i remember was it kiddo i can't remember but i've seen i've seen around i I mean art is not my thing
1: i mean um people do it freehand like you and kiddo like they post on their own social media and they just do it and they post it but i think i don't tell you to do it (laughs) because i just want to be a like you know how in the states or in the UK or all these places they have these little of clubs, mm-hmm. little bars where so people they have open mics and mic you come you had a play y'all you sing see, you do see, your spoken word you just have a comedy. If we had something like that here, I might find myself on the stage doing spoken <laughs> word. But how to, about to starting that? You, you started there. i yeah, a... just, just said, don't. <laughs> That'd be a participant for that. I mean, now people talk it looks like a little bar, like,
2: there's
0: a cozy hole mm-hmm. in the wall. There's a lot of are open spaces when you think
1: about it. After mm-hmm. you think oh, and that's not... An open space. <laughs> an open space. I'll just say an
0: open space. Like, the, one, the treehouse thing. That one in Grocery. Yeah. That actually, that would actually be a pretty nice spot to do something like that. You're welcome
1: (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it would be interesting if you actually get access to actually
2: put themselves out
0: there Mm -hmm. expression people like you who would would enjoy that um, yeah and don't they don't know how else to express themselves that would be the that's exactly what they're for that's that's something you could embark on in addition to your entrepreneurial journey (laughs) Think about
1: it. Think
0: about it. <laughs> Think about it. So, um, now, I want. Let's talk about the now for for confessions. Yes. Um, I remember I told you I want to um, pocket it for a while to hear the beginning. So, the now, and he said there's a, a sequel coming do you is that going to be another collection of your past notes or you're actually going to write mm-hmm. for it
1: i'm actually going to write for it right for it because this would be um like i said the upper side i guess or the lighter side to so confessions um majority of my writing is dark <laughs> or heavy i would say i wouldn't say dark, i'd say heavy mm-hmm. because that's when i write when my emotions are overwhelming when i'm feeling really sad or really upset or really betrayed or really I negative feeling, my writing is along those lines of Mm. those negative feelings of hurt, of betrayal, of Mm. pain, of suffering So to write the lighter side, to confessions, the sequel is gonna be different A lot different for me Because again, I don't usually write when everything is okay Mm -hmm. Whatever okay is (laughs) When everything is okay, when everything is light and everything is I write when it's dark. dark. Yeah. So, writing this sequel is going to be a bit of a
0: challenge. I Do you have a timeline when mm-hmm. you want to start? No?
2: Probably
1: not this You I'm see, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> like, I tend to, um, the reason why I'm pushing forward the school seven, I tend to, again, me and my wife active mind. I tend to start multiple things at once or Mm -hmm. have multiple 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 goals at once and then I'm doing so many things that I feel like I'm not actually completing any of them to an extent so when I was was focusing on the book that was it for me I was focusing on the book
2: Mm
1: -hmm. and now that I'm trying to go to school I'm trying to make it my sole focus so that I can get it done and then I can move on to something else Mm -hmm. Like, smaller goals, I can meet in between. Mm-hmm. But I feel like something as big as a book for me or a sequel, especially since it's not writing I'm accustomed to and comfortable with.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. It's going to be different. So, again, okay, that's why I saying after school. <laughs> well, not even after I finish school, but, like, after I actually get...
2: The
0: initial step of yeah. getting in and yes. going stuff. Understood. Okay. That's so you have it structured, but... On a loose loosey structure, basically,
1: awesome. So if I do write this book, it's gonna be sometime towards the ending of next year.
0: Okay, so you're gonna have your your fans dying and waiting for the sequel. Nobody knows about
1: the sequel. Nobody's dying waiting. Nobody's dying. Yes, nobody knows.
0: Okay, so final thoughts. What um have you said already that you want to emphasize for people who want to start on the entrepreneurial journey or what haven't you said that you want to get out now
1: um, i wouldn't consider myself an entrepreneur just yet
2: mm-hmm.
1: especially since like i said confessions wasn't really about the business aspect and more of the writing but mm-hmm. given that it was something that i wanted to do and i can't be considered entrepreneur, seeing as it's my own product hmm just do it <laughs> okay <laughs> like I, I just <laughs> i just did it because unless well, to god if i had to sit down and think about it a lot more than i did confessions would still be in my notes
0: i love
2: that
1: it would still be in my notes so yeah in the words of like <laughs> just just do it just take the step and just just keep going because I did face a few setbacks with Confessions on Amazon because one, same Lucia not listed on the list of countries where they send payments to mm-hmm. so I had to try to open an international account that didn't work so lucky for me I have a friend who agreed to open an account in my name and her, she lives in Canada mm-hmm. so that's how I got it set up wow. but that's really what puts a delay because Confessions was supposed to be released at the end of December mm-hmm. Luckily, I actually got into it, It was released on New Year's, which felt so nice. starting mm-hmm. the new year with my Bam. book.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, It was supposed to be live, but it was a pre-order for New Year. But the paperback version was available as well. Okay. So just do it, and um, it was so easy for me to get discouraged I was like, I really, really want to put this out there. I want my thoughts, feelings, and mm. emotions on fools display. People to read, dissect, and. You know, mm-hmm. especially since I said things in my book, mm-hmm. But so, um, then I realized these people look know me personally. Like people who buy it, they might know me, but they not know me personally. personally so right. when they read this book, they're gonna be reading it for their own um personal experience, and not trying to figure out who I am from my words or what my writing is about.
0: Right. So
1: yeah, basically that's it. Just do it. Just, Just go for it. Just take it one step at a time. Um, whatever. Set back, you face. You'll figure it out. Just jump that's, over my, that's my new motto for life. I'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll figure it out. I'm, I was actually telling my friends yesterday there is nothing that can happen now that I'm not prepared for.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Not in the sense that I have an answer for everything, but in the sense that I know myself and I know that no matter what happens, I'll be okay. I'll figure it out. I'll get it done. So. Just figure it out and get it done and keep moving forward because things are gonna happen life is gonna keep lifeing. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's time waits for nobody
0: very true just, very true
1: just do it just get it done
0: i love that message it's a very powerful one
1: don't worry about the if and buts because there's always going to be an if <laughs> an or but there's always going to be somebody else doing it another reason I for so all about writing a book on them With so many have written the books already who's going to look at my book
2: I and mean, you
1: so anyone to read that right. just, 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 just do it yeah. like the self-doubt
0: is always going to be there so just power through and get them very true you mentioned that you don't consider yourself an entrepreneur but a lot of what you're saying especially that last message <laughs> is very true to it um, it may not be yeah. you know, starting a coffee shop may not be um, your soul expression but it is still something you're putting yourself out there and it is scary to go to work every day and not see anybody for like a month and you oh my god am i doing the right thing um it's very scary to start any business whatever it is that you do which includes writing a book and it's commendable when you do well yeah i want to thank you for coming on um it was great talking to you I know you don't you don't consider yourself an entrepreneur but i do <laughs> <laughs> at least the values that um, my listeners can take away with um thanks
1: no problem. thank you for having me thank you for allowing me to have this discussion
0: no problem bye guys